When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A college football tradition like no other. Yes, sirree, boys and girls. Or the guy that just won't leave. Wow, that is sad. The Dave Hooker Show, YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and the free Off the Hook Sports app. A presentation of Off the Hook Sports. Back to Dave Hooker. Back to, I guess, yeah, he's Caleb Calhoun. I'm Dave Hooker, and we're off and rolling for the next hour or so. Plenty to talk about, and Josh Ward will join us of the Sports Animal. We always look forward to that. We love our special guest. Ron Slay was yesterday. You can check that out on the YouTube channel. And we'll have Fred White, former of all Fridays with Fred. So we've got a lot going on. He's Caleb Calhoun. I'm Dave Hooker. Coming up on the program We'll talk most annoying ball because Aaron Rodgers is driving me crazy. I know that Tennessee fans are as good as they come in the country and you love your balls, but every once in a while there, there has to be one that annoys you a little bit because Aaron Rodgers is annoying me to no end. I don't care if he's going on the four day sabbatical in the dark. I don't care about all of that. Just make up your mind and tell me where you're going to play football. Good morning, Caleb Calhoun. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. I feel you on all of that. It's hilarious that Aaron Rodgers literally has turned into Brett Favre. What everybody was annoyed about with Brett Favre on behalf of Aaron Rodgers 12 years ago, Aaron Rodgers is now that. Uh, you're exactly 189% right. So uh, let's uh, go ahead and dive into the news of yesterday that we all knew was coming, and that was Zakai Ziegler with an ACL tear done for the year. Just heartbreaking for that young man. Certainly hate to hear it, but I can't say that I'm cl- completely surprised by when you see that non-contact injury and you see uh, the response. So I imagine that Tennessee and Rick Barnes were already planning from that very moment of going forward this weekend and beyond uh, without Zakai Ziegler, but prayers for that young man for sure. Absolutely. As we talked about yesterday, it's just a horrible, horrible story. Um, You know, he's such a, just a great guy. However, however much he might frustrate you on the court, there was never any doubt that he played with more heart on the court than, you know, anybody I've seen. I mean, the guy gave, you know, went 110, 115% all the time. Um, you know, to come from where he came from and, you know, be a five, nine, three-star guard and work his way into the rotation as a freshman with five stars all over, and then become a starter his sophomore year, still with a lot of high profile talent on this team. You you can't say enough about that. And, you know, you hate to see a guy like that suffer a ACL injury, but 
again, you know, he may need a year off to get fully better, but I still have faith in him when he comes back. I think he's a guy that I don't know if he has any, any NBA prospects, but he could have a great college career. And in the days of NIL, if you have a great college career, you can make some good money off it. I mean, yeah, he's doing pretty well already. I can tell you that because we, we poked around and uh, we're considering doing a podcast uh, basketball version with him. So he's he's doing okay like we do with Jacob Warren and Cooper Mays. They'll be up on the YouTube page today. So he's he's doing okay. But as far as the Vols, the, w- when I go back and look and I listen to Ron Slay talk yesterday, now that it is official, I think the thing they lose the most is the the pep, the energy, that sort of thing. Do I think that he plays outside of himself at times? Yes, but I'd rather – a coach said to me one time, you'd rather say whoa than sick him. I'd rather say whoa uh, than you got to work harder, and I don't think there was any question he gave it all uh, on the court each and every night. Right, not at all. I agree. There was no question on that. You're right. It's going to be tough to kind of replace the emotional leadership of him. I would say that I think Ron was right yesterday. I think Josiah Jordan James is the guy you turn to. He was kind of the vocal leader before his injury this year. Anyway, he's not as emotional. Like we're not talking again. The guy is the guy is reminded me of Juwan Jennings. You know, Juwan Jennings was just like that, that vocal emotional leader for Tennessee. Um, and, and I, I saw that with Zakai where it's just, I, I think is more, Almost an extension of the coach, if that makes sense. He Josiah okay. is an extension of Rick Barnes, but Zakai is the guy that like is going to ride you in practice and be like, you know, he'll set it the example because of how hard he goes, and you'll want to follow him. No, it, 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 he definitely, I think, is an extension of Rick Barnes. I think he's probably at the top of the list with with playing defense first and not worrying about running and gunning is most important. I think there are probably other players that would like to run and gun a little bit more, but I think Zakai Ziegler, it it suited his ability, what Rick Barnes wanted to do, which I'm sure is part of the reason he came to Tennessee, but let's face it. I mean, he's going to separate himself from other guards on defense and he's, Probably not an, an up and down the court intimidating finishing presence. So he was a great extension. That's a good word to use. A great fit for Rick Barnes's system. Correct. And also, if you saw what he did, you know, if you could see what he did as a freshman and know what he's going to know that he's going to stay for a few years. Look, we've, we've you and I have done our fair share of criticizing Rick Barnes this year. If there's one thing Rick Barnes does, though, if you look at players that have played for him, particularly three stars, they develop really well. Rick Barnes has turned a lot of three-star prospects into NBA caliber prospects. Admiral Schofield is still in the NBA right now. We were taught that guy was the ultimate tweener, a six-six power forward, really, if you think about it. And there's you, there's almost no room for a guy like that in the NBA nowadays. And he's found a he's not on a roster regularly, but he's still kind of flirting with rosters and, and things like that. And so it's not like teams have totally turned their back on him. That's Rick Barnes' development right there. It, it it is, and also, I'm going to throw Grant Williams, who had more has more natural ability than I believe Admiral uh, Schofield, and I like his game, uh, Grant Williams, a lot more for different reasons. But at the same time, if you would have told me during his career at Tennessee that Grant Williams would be a second level NBA player, not holding on to a, a spot on the bench, not holding on to a roster spot, but instead, you know, you've got your LeBrons of the world. You've got clearly the top 15, 20 guys in the world. And then there's a second level of 30, 40 guys. And he's part of that second level. In my opinion, do you agree or disagree with that? Oh, I absolutely agree. I've had fights with people about this all the time when it, it's funny. I got friends when we talk about college players or whether or not someone makes it in the NBA and they always say a player, you know, there will be those guys among that second level and say, oh, he was a bust. I'm like, if you're a second level NBA guy and you played 10 years in the NBA, you made a lot of money without really risking your body. Like I would take being a second level NBA guy over being an NFL star outside of quarterback any day of the week. How much nowadays that we're seeing – the Brandon Miller incident. Uh, now you have an incident at Georgia as well, off-field incidents that are very serious. How how much of a factor if you're an NBA scout or GM and you're drafting a player and you've got two guys close on your board and this guy played for Rick Barnes and the other dude didn't, 
how much are you weighing that? I'm I'm weighing that quite a bit because uh, th- those guys have developed. They worked hard. They work hard. They'll continue to work hard. That to me is a huge bonus when it comes draft time. Absolutely, particularly this day and age in the NBA, it's so hard. The NBA is the biggest crapshoot with executives and finding stars. I mean, it just is. I, I got to be honest. I don't think, you know, there are very few instances where, you know, it's if you get players from the European leagues, you probably have a better idea where you can project, but you really can't project one and done's out of college unless they're a generational talent like Kevin Durant. Um, it's, it's, it's borderline impossible. And, and so I, I think that, I think that does have a role. I think that does make an impact. Um, and, we know, and we know that there were players that, again, guys that I wouldn't – had they played in other systems, they might have sniffed an NBA roster for a second and been off the roster, but they actually had somewhat of a career because they played for Rick Barnes for a little while. And, again, not stars, but, again, you know, if you're a three-star and you, make an, and you become a 10-year NBA player, that's a massive overachievement because, again, I've said for a while the NBA is the most – it's the most elite league in the world talent-wise – um, when you talk about number of people who play the sport of basketball versus the roster spots available in the NBA. So are you telling me Sam Bowie was misevaluated? <laughs> Actually, no. Michael Jordan was misevaluated. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, portions of the program, especially Tennessee basketball coverage, brought to you by Andy Mason Real Estate. Go to andymasonrealestate.com. Save thousands or tens of thousands with andymasonrealestate.com because he's got over 40 years of experience in the Knoxville area, putting you in the right house and getting your house sold for the right amount. It will cost you a lot of money if you go in a different direction. So Andy Mason, realestate.com. Do me a favor, a big group already in the fold. We want you to hit that like button, hit the thumbs up button. And we greatly appreciate that. So we move forward. It's always okay to talk some Tennessee football, and we will do that right now with today's tough question brought to you by Bassey Lawn and Garden Man Alive is worth a drive. Today's tough question. Take a side. Take a stand. The Dave Hooker Show, a presentation of offthehooksports.com. All right, here we go. So Tennessee, according to Brad Crawford of 247 Sports, who's good at this, as Tennessee finishing second in the SEC East, facing Penn State in the Citrus Bowl. Now, the Citrus Bowl would make me think that there's a loss to Alabama in there or another loss. Obviously, finishing second in the East, I would think, would be to Georgia per Brad. But is that okay? Is that doable? Would you take that right now? And we'll go to the message board. So go ahead and punch it in there and tell me what you think. Would you take second in the East right now, Penn State, in the Citrus Bowl? Today's tough question brought to you by Bassey Lawn and Garden. Man alive, it's worth the drive. Bassey Lawn and Garden has buying power that will replenish your industrial or commercial mower fleet, also residential as well. Man alive, it's worth the drive from Nashville, Chattanooga, or Knoxville there in Cleveland, Tennessee. Bassey Lawn and Garden brings you today's tough question question should tennessee fans caleb take second in the east right now penn state in the citrus bowl what say you yes because i've said for a while i think this is going to be a bit of a drop-off here and so if you go 10 and 2 play penn state in the citrus bowl i think that's um i I think that's actually worth it at that point um i will say this i don't know how you know i was reading brad crawford's post yesterday and so he has georgia in the playoff alabama just in a new year six bowl not going to the playoff I don't know how if those I don't know how those would be the only two SEC teams in. Like if Tennessee goes ten and two, they're going to be in a New Year Six Bowl. Am I right? Like I, I don't see a ten and two SEC team being left out. Well, they were pretty close. I don't think they would be left out, but they were pretty close. Um, we have, if not in the playoffs, uh, the season is a bust, and I'm backing that up. Caleb Calhoun, here's what I have for your answer. <laughs> I am absolutely stunned and surprised you would say that's okay. Citrus Bowl is not okay this season. So you're taking a definite loss to Georgia, which I get it, and you're taking the Citrus Bowl, which means Tennessee's going to lose another game, maybe two. 
I don't know who that would be other than Alabama. The schedule shapes up really nicely for them, and they're going to take out the frustrations with South Carolina. I can promise you that. John said this year has so many ifs. Guys, what are we doing? Caleb, what are we doing? The bar has been raised. I'm not saying that they should be in the national championship game, but I'm a little disappointed in you, Caleb. I'm a little disappointed in John because he's the first to answer. But, man, you, I think Tennessee's at the point now, especially with this schedule, you should expect to be right in the running where you were with the college football playoff this year Right about that five six team, uh, you, maybe four, maybe you make the playoff, and you should be in an Orange Bowl type of game. And I'm surprised, Caleb. I'm I'm surprised, disheartened. Tennessee uh, hurt, hurt. Hurt is the word I am, Caleb. This this stings deep, deep down. Tennessee right now is where Clemson was with Taj Boyd, not Deshaun Watson. They're almost the, whatever you want to say about Deshaun, Deshaun Watson. Nico Ayamaleva, character aside, character aside, I'm not talking character aside. I'm not talking character on this. Nico Ayamaleva is when Tennessee reaches the next step with Deshaun Watson. But or, I think that's this Deshaun. year. No, so because maybe that's where you and I differ. I think that's this year. I think he's the starter by the end of September. I've said that before. John says Caleb's a realist. If, the, if he's a starter by the end of the year, by the end of September, that means Joe Milton's going to start a few games. I mean, there's going to be a little bit of a growing pain. I think Deshaun Watson started some games as a freshman with um, Cole Stout in 2014. He took off in 2015. So I'm saying Tennessee takes off. I've been saying they take off in 2024, not 2023. That has been my MO. I'm sticking with that, by the way. I haven't changed at all. You talk about disappointed in me. I call for a national championship in 2024. And so did any player though regress from year one to year two under Josh Heupel? I think player development, and I might write about this. I'm gonna go ahead and write it down, and you might read this on off the hook sports. Let me see. I got my pen out, player development. All right. That is the underrated aspect of Josh Heupel is player development. What player regressed? from 2021 to 2022, every player got much better. Our own Cooper Mays was beat up in 2021, was supposed to be too small to play at the SEC level. And what did he do? He ended up being an all-SEC type of player at center. I'm just picking one example. Uh, Jalen Hyatt, he was a nobody in 2021. He won the Bolitnikoff Award in 2022. I can keep going. Darnell Wright switched positions, was able to do it. The secondary, we'll talk about that another time. <laughs> so, but Caleb, I you just named two people who aren't on the team this year who are gone. Well, I got Coop in there, but um, no, yeah. you're right. But I have no reason to think that Joe Milton won't take another step. I believe that Nico will take another huge step in the off season from being a high school stud to a college contributor, one way or the other. I believe that Tennessee in the quarterback position will absolutely be as good as they were last year. And I know that's saying a lot. They'll either throw a lot of slants and underneath stuff and occasionally hit the deep ball with Milton. The, the game plan will change a little bit because he's so accurate across the middle and on the intermediate routes, or it'll be Nico's. I'm not taking anything away from Hendon Hooker. I love that man. I had shirts printed up with that man's name on it. Maybe my name too. But – I'm telling you, the quarterback play is going to be great. And we're going to get in the Jalen Hyatt thing. The slot receiver thing, that position is going to be great. That I agree. That's why I, I kind of dispute that Jalen Hyatt developed. Cedric Tillman got hurt, and then he turned to Jalen Hyatt because Vilas Jones but was Tillman was going to be the outside receiver. Give me Ramel Keaton. Ramel Keaton, did you think he would be a standout player going into 2022? No, but I thought he would in 2021, and I was shocked when Cedric Tillman took the job from him. That's the funny part. Let, let, okay, but you're missing one huge part. Yes, there's development. Then there's – there is no level – okay, we're going to talk about him later in the show because of the NFL Combine. There's no level of development that can replace Darnell Wright on the right side. There just isn't. There is nobody on Tennessee's offensive line right now that is half as good as Darnell Wright. We're talking, the, we're talking a generational talent on the offensive line – in a decade talent, a decade talent. Okay, how about decade talent? Fine. 
Okay. Fine. I think he's the best tackle Tennessee football has had since Aaron Sears. Like, I, I, I might go back to Aaron Sears for that. Um, uh, yeah, I feel like we're missing somebody, but we're not. Yeah, Aaron Sears. Yeah. And he might be better than Aaron Sears was. And so, like, he was that good of a tackle. And you don't just replace that. Like, Tennessee used to replace that regularly. You know, in the 90s, they were replacing Kosey Colvin, Chad Clifton. They just had a revolving door. But you don't just replace Darnell Wright. And then on the inside, as good as Cooper is, it helps when you got Jerome Carvin blocking next to you, and Jerome Carvin is also gone. I do think you could probably replace Jerome Carvin, but I don't think you're going to replace him this year. I think there's going to be a drop-off. But, Caleb, let me ask you this. If I would have told you last season that the Darnell Wright experiment to put him at right tackle instead of left tackle where he started in 2021 was going to go so well, they would be able to play two left tackles because, uh, forgive me which one was hurt in the LSU game. I get uh, kind of get the, the play in the LSU game flip-flop. But, golfer, I think. Yeah, so uh, they got two ready to play at left tackle. They were deep on the offensive line. In retrospect, you wouldn't have said that nor thought that in August. No, but I thought in August that Darnell Wright was the best NFL draft prospect on this team. I've, I've been thinking that for a long time. And so I, I've been I've been a huge fan of Darnell Wright since this since this actually since watching him that 2021 season. And I knew he could play right tackle because he started there in 2019 and 2020 opposite Wanya Morris. So I thought that I've been very look, he was the only five star on Tennessee football for a reason. Well, ultimately, if I'm right, and I will be, but if I'm making the playoff, you're on crack. Now they're going to push for it. I said push for it the same way they were this year. They're they're pushing for it, and it's cold medication, but it does have me a little hyper. So, um, <laughs> but, I mean, that's true. I can show you the uh, Alka Seltzer fizz fizz. Nothing like uh, hookers on drugs. Yes. So, but I. Listen, the development has to happen on the defensive side. I kind of cheated the code a little bit and went on the offensive side. And listen, Squirrel White's going to take a big step, and they're going to get fantastic production from some of the guys that came in the transfer portal. But ultimately, if I'm right, we talk about Darnell Wright. I I actually think there's as much concern for replacing a Byron Young and those, uh, you know, some of those guys. I mean, Darnell Wright's special, don't get me wrong, but. As far as a, a true playmaker on the field, I would rather have an A-plus defensive end edge rusher as opposed to an A-plus offensive tackle. I can take, in this offense especially, I can take a B or B-plus offensive tackle because I'm getting the ball out of my hands. you got to show me who the pass rush guys are going to be. You've got to show me, as you pointed out so many times, the second level of pass coverage and the defensive backs. If they do that, They'll drive right by the Citrus Bowl to Miami or somewhere else or, goodness gracious, I- I'd be stunned if this team just makes the Citrus. Funny enough, I'm a little more positive on the edge rushers than you are. I thought – I got no knock against Byron Young, but that's one player who didn't really take a step forward last year from 2021. I thought he was just kind of relatively the same. And he was a good player, a great story, a hard worker, but I do think you can replace him with more raw talent. I mean, Tyler Barron is still there. And I, I think that there's – I think there's more depth than actually talent among the edge rushers. I now that the knock with the edge rushers is, you know, when a Tennessee linebacker gets suspended for starting a fight with Hendon Hooker and Tim Banks can't run his blitz teams, are they going to be willing to play with their hair on fire and bring the pressure because they just took that night off against South Carolina? Tennessee football coverage also always brought to you in part by City Heating and Air Conditioning, cityheatandair.com. Integrity matters. That HVAC unit, when it goes down, may just need a part or some more Freon. But with City Heat and Air Conditioning, you know that they're going to give you the proper diagnosis. They're not going to say, oh, just throw in a $10,000 unit. Integrity matters. I'm telling you, other HVAC companies in Knoxville are not like that. City Heating and Air Conditioning my God, Josh Ward, two minutes off the hook sports. Stay tuned. Family has been creating jewelry since 1986, each piece unique with a story all its own. I'm Rick Terry with Rick Terry Jewelry Designs. I'm a jeweler, and I want to be your jeweler. We're grateful that you chose us to be Knoxville's best jeweler. My family and staff look forward to serving you. So please come see us. Kingston Pike and Campbell Station Road in the heart of Farragut, 
in downtown on Gay Street, right next to the Tennessee Theater. Inflation has risen to the highest level in over 40 years, according to the April 2022 U.S. Inflation Calculator. Will your investments provide you the income you need in retirement? Are you losing purchasing power of your savings due to inflation? Simply stated, if the cost of goods and services are 8% higher and you're only earning 4% in your investments, that money buys you less of what you need. Right now is the time to act. Call Guardian Investment Advisors today. Hey folks, Gary Viles here. I want to personally invite you to North Knoxville's newest sports bar and restaurant. It's Big Orange Phillies, located in Black Oak Center. And yes, folks, it's happening in halls. Big Orange Phillies offers family-friendly environment with homemade meals and the best deli-style subs around. Billiards, darts, jukebox, shuffleboard, and cornhole, and a full bar. We also offer valet parking on weekends and during special events. We even have a covered back patio. It's happening at Big Orange Phillies. We want, we need, and we appreciate your business. Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. Dare to compare. Chattanooga, we're at it again. For the fifth year in a row, you voted us best of the best criminal and DUI law firm. And finalists for best law firm and best personal injury firm. Thank you for the love, Chattanooga. We won't let you down. Do you want to own the more that owns every job? Then get to Vasti Lawn and Garden in Cleveland and get you a Toro. I'm David Vasti, here to talk to you about Toro. With a Toro Zero turn, you'll get more out of every minute and you'll reach the finish line faster. At Bassey's, we like to say, no matter if you're mowing three acres a week or 11 lawns a day, homeowners and business owners alike find confidence in equipment they can trust from top to bottom. Bassey Lawn and Garden, Highway 60 North in Cleveland. Man alive, it's worth the drive. Got cataracts? We can fix that. Never miss another moment. With a little help from Drs. Campbell, Cunningham, Taylor, and Hahn at CCTIs.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You're listening to The Dave Hooker Show. A presentation of OffTheHookSports.com. The internet is full of pictures of each and every one of you. Available on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and the Off The Hook Sports app. Download now for free. Is there nothing you people can't do? Also available on OffTheHookSports.com. Yeah, so Caleb writes about Philip Fulmer and somebody calls me the D word on Twitter. That's the way that works out. I didn't write that. Uh, I think that may be uh, – is it possible that it could be a, a Philip Fulmer shadow account? Is that what they call those Twitter accounts? Burner account. Burner. Kevin Durant did that years ago. Burner um, is it a burner account? Yeah, it's a burner account. Do you think Fulmer does that? Like, no, he- out there, we, have, we have trashed him enough on this show, not Fulmer, but so I'm going to mention it. I, I do think Jimmy Haslam did that to me a few years ago because I used to refer to him as failed businessman Jimmy Haslam. And, like, somebody kept tweeting at me, you don't know what you're talking about. Jimmy Haslam is a lot of things, but he's a great businessman. And I'm like, who's, like, capping for Jimmy? Who's capable for Jimmy Haslam like that in his business acumen? And, like, outside of his I'll, I'll give Philip credit. He just calls my boss what he does. <laughs> That's the move. <laughs> Josh Ward joins us now, the sports animal. You can hear him from noon to three, and he is fantastic. His writing's popping up on Off the Hook Sports, and we certainly appreciate that. Is that a uh, Raiders shirt you got rocking there? Yes, it is. Uh, I was not going to wear it because I was going to be on screen, and I thought, well, that's just going to be a distraction. And then I thought, that's why I'm going to wear it, because it's going to be a distraction. It's combine week in the NFL, so it's a big time for the Raiders to make their comeback that everybody's been waiting for. Yeah, keep waiting. Uh, You and I root for the worst franchises with the Cowboys, me, and the Raiders, you, because they are historical. 
Best Everybody, logos in sports. Best logos in sports. Everybody wants to talk about them, but they continually let us down. Yeah, uh, it's been a long-running tradition. Uh, Raiders have won a few Super Bowls just all before I was born. They played in one uh, that they lost in embarrassing fashion 20 years ago now. So, uh, again, the comeback, it's its happening at some point. Josh, we led this off with uh, 247 saying, predicting that Tennessee would make the Citrus Bowl playing Penn State. I, I think they'll do significantly better than that but Caleb said yeah that seems about right what say you I would say what Caleb said sounds about right uh (laughs) could they could they be better sure significantly better feels like a big ass considering what this team just did like I I think significantly better than the Citrus Bowl would be going to like the Orange Bowl and uh to do that you have to be 10 and 2 probably and you have to replace key guys Hendon Hooker Jalen Hyatt Darnell Wright, who helped them be in that position. And maybe it works out. Maybe Tennessee is as good as last season or close to it. But right now, that's a big ask, considering what Tennessee has to replace from what was a terrific season. And you still have Alabama and Georgia on the schedule. Both are winnable games. That is what has changed about Tennessee football here in the last couple of years, is that those used to be games you just crossed off, just went ahead and threw them in the loss category. And Tennessee will be underdogs in those two games, but can win those games. Tennessee's not going to be a 20 something point underdog this time. So uh, yeah, I think, you know, they go nine and three. I think there's a good chance that they're in that kind of position. So I think that's realistic for this team, considering who the Vols have to replace. Caleb, let me say this real quick, punch that like button, smash it, thumbs up. We appreciate that. It brings more people into the program. Josh Ward of the sports animal. Go. So, Josh, uh, we out, we know you're right. Alabama, Georgia, circled. We've got. I think every Tennessee fan has those games circled. Everybody's ready to cover them. What is Tennessee's potential South Carolina game this year? If there was a game that you could see on the schedule where they should win, but they just might lay an egg for whatever reason, what's the most likely team they would do that against? That would be against Kentucky. Kentucky is a team that's easy to write off, uh, look past, because you've taken care of business there recently. But – Number one, pay attention to the schedule. Where it, where it falls in the schedule is not ideal to go play there uh, after uh, who you're about to face with Alabama. Uh, it is a team that I think will be better this upcoming season than what you just faced in Knoxville this past season. And, and th- this past season, Tennessee got Kentucky at a very favorable spot, I would say, and you had the night game and uh, everybody's fired up. They just completely dominated that game. Uh, it will not be as easy to win the game this upcoming season. Tennessee will be the favorite, I imagine, and, and all off season, we should project Tennessee to be better than Kentucky. But if you're choosing, you're asking me to choose the game where we don't necessarily see it coming. And I didn't see that coming against South Carolina last year. That's the one where Tennessee has to be locked in because they weren't in Columbia and they lost. If they're not locked in in Lexington this upcoming season, that's without knowing where are they from an injury standpoint? Are, are they banged up after a really tough game, arguably their toughest game of the season. That we don't know. So that can make it even more difficult. So be ready for a trip to Lexington this year. So I really think that, that Tennessee will be better than a Citrus Bowl. I think they'll flirt with those New Year's Six Bowls and flirt with the college football playoff. But if they don't, if it's just the Citrus Bowl, um, how do you think fans will respond? Because you know expectations rise way quicker than they should. So if um, if Tennessee goes eight and four or worse, I think fans are going to be pretty down on how things will have gone. Not all fans, uh, but a lot of fans will be because of what just happened the season before. I also don't know that that's necessarily fair, but you know, to get to eight and four, that means Tennessee will have lost at least a couple of games that they won't be talking about losing over the next six months. So for that to then happen that's an unexpected disappointment. Well, that never really sits well. Uh, if Tennessee's nine and three and in that kind of position with that kind of bowl game, I think the majority of fans will say, okay, did some good things. Um, there won't be, it won't be celebrated like this past season was and shouldn't be, but if they're seeing individual players progress and they have reason to be excited about what some young players, maybe some of the 23 class will have done on the field and they're building at quarterback, and there is Nico anticipation for the 24 season, 
then I think a lot of fans will look at it as a transition season where you had to replace a top five Heisman guy, Blitnikoff winner, other guys that will have gone on to the NFL and say, okay, it's college football. We're, we're not Alabama or Georgia yet, but we want to be. 2024, that'll be the goal. Uh, but if if they can't get to that level, if they can't get to the to the Citrus Bowl level bowl game and they fall back below that, then yeah, I think a lot of people will be upset. All right, so I want to change gears a little bit because I'm listening to Aaron Rodgers as I'm driving back from getting swole at the gym. And I hear Aaron Rodgers talk about his four-day sabbatical. And I'm just like to the point where I'm annoyed with him. I just don't want to hear it anymore. And Dak Prescott, when his contract situation was up, uh, got to the point and that I just didn't want to hear about it. So I ask you, uh, from a Tennessee fan perspective or your perspective, Josh, and then I'll get Caleb's thoughts on this, what is the most annoying ball of all time? And mine are weird because I covered these guys. <laughs> so I've got a... I've got one that's going to surprise you out of the basketball world, but just kind of annoying. You, you think just rub Tennessee fans the wrong way. So I might be stepping on toes here. If I do, I apologize, but uh, it's Caleb, but, isn't it? It's Caleb. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, um, Hendon hooker. No, that, uh, that's not that's Hooker. Right. man. Just that dude. Yeah. So Josh tired Eiffel, of, man. Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> Enough already, right? Uh, so the, the name that came to mind, and uh, I had some others that popped up, and I, I still came back to this guy, uh, who I think is actually underrated as a player, but it's Arian Foster. Uh, and it, it goes back to the the pterodactyl thing. Uh, he and I were at Tennessee at the same time. Uh, I actually think more recently, uh, he's he's kind of pivoted a little bit, like the, the script thing that he did, where he had everybody caught off guard and you had all these memes and all that stuff. I thought that was pretty funny and really clever, but uh, at Tennessee presenting himself often as uh, a deep thinker more than others. I think he's, I think he has creative ability. I think he's done some pretty good music. Uh, He was doing that at Tennessee and he's produced more since he played in the NFL, but the whole pterodactyl thing and, and the way some of the, some of the things went on at Tennessee and then afterward coming back and talking about the tacos and all that stuff. I would have to go Arian Foster. Underrated as a player, but I think went o- over the top a little bit during his time as a player. Yeah, that, that relationship soured when they the new Sentinel decided to put the headline Fumbling Foster over an article I wrote that illustrated that he didn't fumble that much. But anyway, Caleb, who's your most annoying? I, I actually agree with Josh Ward a lot about Aaron Foster. I think I remember his mom getting on message boards and defending him a yeah, lot. Foster mom. Yes. Um, mine was Tyler Bray. I've just always felt I just I've never seen a quarterback with worse intangibles. And I know in 2012 he was dealing with a horrible defense, but there were still like three games that year where Tennessee had a last drive to either tie or win. And all those games they were giving up points. And you just you never trusted Tyler Bray, the leader. Does anybody believe the rumor that he wanted to lose that last regular season game so that Tennessee wouldn't make a bowl game. Help me, Josh, you were closer to the program at that time than I was, but that was, wasn't that a rumor floating around? Yeah, that was uh, that they didn't want to go play in a bowl game. Um, I I viewed it as they didn't mind if they didn't go, like it wasn't that big of a deal uh, with that Kentucky game. And at that time, the winning streak was still alive. Tyler has since come out. I think it was just a few months ago on Twitter and he made some comments that I don't recall ever hearing about, how ill he was leading up to the game uh, oh. but but yeah it, and it wasn't just Tyler there was some talk about Derek Rogers not necessarily being into the game I mean look at the result look at how they played it was a truly pathetic performance but uh, the reasons for choosing Tyler uh, who has since seemed to mature and he actually became a like a camp guy he's a guy you want in camp and he's an ex he's not just an extra arm but he's a guy that you want in meeting rooms was really respected by Andy Reid and then uh, Matt Nagy with the Chicago Bears who had worked under Reed so it's funny what he transitioned to from a big arm talent guy to a guy that you want around the other quarterbacks to help them but at Tennessee his uh, junior season which was his last year remember he said I'm I'm not watching the film of that Florida game and my thought was you you probably want to uh, (laughs) starting quarterback after a disappointing loss against a rival so uh, he was not helped by Derek Dooley being his head coach that'll be my defensive Tyler there, but uh, I understand why he's the choice for sure. And Kelly Washington always gets a vote in this discussion. 
I, I still say against LSU, he went around and patted every offensive lineman on the head once once he got called out. And then the neck injury happened. I think he got a bad rap. Am I alone among this trio in thinking that Kelly Washington got a bad rap? I'm not on your side. Uh, the whole Don- <laughs> I'm not on your side either, Dave. Yeah, the, the whole Dante thing. Uh, is a- okay, that was a jerky move. Talking Dante into going and taking care of his family and going to the NFL, for those that don't know. How'd that turn out, Josh? Yeah, well, um, yeah, Dante went on and he, he got a lot of money to take care of his family. And Kelly said, nope, I'm going to stay at Tennessee. Uh, good luck, Dante, who for a time changed his mind, wanted to come back, and then ultimately went on to the NFL after challenging that process. So, uh, yeah, I can't go with you there. Although you, you probably remember this. Uh, while he was dealing with uh, number stuff and injury issues, that that was a time where you could just walk up and interview players and UT was going to let you do it. And uh, I went and, and found him and did an interview with him uh, after practice and asked him some pretty tough questions, and he answered them. So uh, from that standpoint, I always respected Kelly. But uh, the, the whole future bit, that that probably went a little bit too far. I would just argue there were three guys that were worse cancers on that team than him, and I'm not going to name them and throw them under the bus. But I think it's I, – I thought it was a little bit overplayed. But the Dante thing, you're right. I'll tell you something funny about the Dante thing, Josh. I've never – I know you got to get out of here. I don't think I've ever shared this with you. I went on uh, spring break and walked in there, and one guy was surrounded by a bunch of uh, – you know, the kids call them ladies – and um, it was Kelly Washington, and this is in Destin, Florida. And he looks at me like, what the H? Are you <laughs> following me to cover me? I'm like, Kelly, let's just agree that I never saw you here, and you never saw me, and <laughs> let's just move forward. I don't know when he left, but I left about 4.30 a.m. Well, it's also kind of an uh, it's an abnormal time. He's a baseball player coming back, so he's older than everybody, right? And he. Yeah. You know, he's physically built like an NFL guy, and he did go on to play in the NFL. Didn't have a huge impact as a receiver, but was able to play for several years, was a special teams guy. But uh, here's what also hurts in that argument is who doesn't love Dante? I I thought I enjoyed Dante when he was at Tennessee, uh, fan of him after he left, and uh, he continues to stay connected to Tennessee. I'm not I'm not aware that Kelly has. So uh, if you know, there ended up being a take a side situation there, Kelly or Dante. And I don't know anybody that took Kelly's side. So maybe misunderstood a little bit, but uh, not that much. There was also the – do you all remember that Tennessee-Florida like rain-soaked monsoon game whenever, when all the fumbles happened? And Kelly Washington caught a lot of passes in like garbage time towards the end, and he had to do a little celebration or dance every time he called a pass. It's like, bro, you're down 30 to 13 right now. Like, dial it back. <laughs> That's Josh, that's when we got the box full of footballs. Do you remember that? They were debuting the new football, which turned out to be slick as glass when it rained. And I reached out to Wilson. I said we could give some away. And um, on the air, I think we got 12 footballs valued at like $80 a piece. And I think two actually made it on the air. The rest went to my family and friends, including you. You, you don't have that football, though. I can tell I by the lost look no, on your face. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't recall that exactly, but uh, maybe I maybe I had it and it slipped out of my hands and I wasn't able to recover it. <laughs> Josh, and it was lost in- forever. That that was probably the issue. Josh's internship <laughs> was paid in sporting goods back in the day. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, it, it, I, for a period of time, it was an illegal internship. I don't even think I was allowed to be there by uh, uh, work law standards, but the statute of limitations is also up. So that's fine now. Yes, we violated child labor laws in that regard, but you got credit. All right, Josh, keep it up on the sports animal. Follow him at Josh underscore Ward, not at Josh Ward. That's a country singer at Josh underscore Ward. And uh, we appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. I still get messages all the time. People telling me how much they enjoy my music and enjoyed my show and sometimes inviting me to come play shows down in the state of Texas. So one day I'm going to show up and I'm going to be ready to play. I love the version you did of Jolene. <laughs> well, I, I, when i show up i'm going to be doing an entire cover set of the late joe diffie's music so they better be ready <laughs> of joe diffie too great reference thank you josh josh Ward of the sports Analyst appearance brought to you in part by zul beer xulbeer.com worldwide award-winning craft beer they've got parking 
downtown. You don't hear that all the time. And the beer is fantastic. So check it out. Two minutes coming back. Why Jalen Hyatt is overrated. Huh? Yeah. He's Caleb Calhoun. I'm Dave Hooker off the sports. Sun, sand, and saltwater. The beach is a very relaxing place. Unless you wear contacts. Ow! Open your eyes to the best the beach has to offer with LASIK Vision Correction from Campbell Cunningham Laser Center. Ah. Do you want to own the more that owns every job? Then get the Vasti Lawn and Garden in Cleveland and get you a Toro. I'm David Vasti, here to talk to you about Toro. With a Toro Zero Turn, you'll get more out of every minute and you'll reach the finish line faster. At Vassy's, we like to say, no matter if you're mowing three acres a week or 11 lawns a day, homeowners and business owners alike find confidence in equipment they can trust from top to bottom. Vassy Lawn and Garden, Highway 60 North in Cleveland. Man alive, it's worth the drive. Hey folks, Gary Viles here, Viles Automotive on Callahan Drive. I've been selling cars here in East Tennessee for 27 years. In that time, I've come to realize it's not about the car. It's about you, the customer. So I'm here to take care of you just like family. Good credit, bad credit, you name it, we can get you taken care of. If we don't have it, we can find it for you. We go across the country to get any vehicle that you want. And here at Viles Automotive, we don't believe in fake numbers. We just give you great deals. And as always, we want, we need, and we appreciate your business. Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. There's your Chattanooga, we're at it again. For the fifth year in a row, you voted us best of the best criminal and DUI law firm. And finalists for best law firm and best personal injury firm. Thank you for the love, Chattanooga. We won't let you down. Our family has been creating jewelry since 1986. Each piece unique with a story all its own. I'm Rick Terry with Rick Terry Jewelry Designs. I'm a jeweler and I want to be your jeweler. We're grateful that you chose us to be Knoxville's best jeweler. My family and staff look forward to serving you. So please come see us. Kingston Pike and Campbell Station Road in the heart of Farragut and downtown on Gay Street, right next to the Tennessee Theater. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Um, who's this guy? Hello, wizard. The Dave Hooker Show. Ooh. A presentation of Off the Hook Sports. What? YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and the free Off the Hook Sports app. Back to Dave Hooker. I forgot. Mine was Tony Harris. Most annoying ball. Tony Harris. But it's a professional thing. He hated doing interviews. He was the key point guard. And the other thing, it's partly because of Jerry Green, because it seemed like we had the conversation, is he a one or a two every two weeks? That was very... That four-year run, Tony was an extension of Jerry Green, who was, you (laughs) basically acknowledged to me, was just a very lazy coach. And Yeah, if he's an extension of Jerry Green, then he was... His, well, no, I mean, his job partner, as a point he was his was, golf partner. They were playing golf together instead of working on their basketball skills. I meant his job was to be an extension of Jerry Green, and Jerry Green was a terrible coach and a lazy coach who liked to play golf. So what's Tony Harris supposed to do? He had to. If Tony Harris plays for Rick Barnes, we might be have, talking about a different Tony Harris. I totally agree with that. Yeah, no, I do agree with that. I think you're talking about a totally different Tony Harris. I think you might not play a lot in the first year because there would be some comeuppance he would have to take. Uh, Travis's cell phone in the locker room for Kelly Washington. I do not remember that. And I was I don't there. remember that either. Uh, Travis, a little clarification. Uh, the girls just want to have fun with YouTube video with Chad Ochocinco and Kelly Washington is awesome. I haven't seen that. Send me a link to that. 
And then Thomas says Tennessee basketball second round exit in the NCAA tournament. Uh, Caleb and I have been kind of on board that train for a while, even before Zakai's injury. I uh, hope that's not the case. Content means them going deeper, and I like this group a lot. But would that surprise me? Absolutely not. Not at all. Dave, help me out because thinking with Kelly Washington, one thing that's always baffled is this is injuries. You know, when you read the articles, when I read the articles about Kelly Washington in 01 and 02 at Tennessee, he was supposed to be the new transformative receiver, that there was like nobody like him, that he was going to be that great in the NFL. Was it injuries that held him back from being able to like reach that level that we thought he was going to in the NFL, or would it, was he just overrated? Yeah. So right after he he, he came in, he wasn't going to he wasn't going to be a four or five year player. I mean, that was obvious. He was twenty two years old when he got to Tennessee, and then he has next snap back at Georgia. Nowadays, we would look at that and say, "Oh my goodness, that's a terrible injury." And back then, it was viewed by a lot of fans as he was saving himself for the NFL. I do not believe that was the case. And I also absolve him of some of the celebration stuff you had mentioned because he didn't realize what a big deal that was. And like I said earlier, um, after that, after he received criticism for that, he explained to me how he was pointing at his mom, um, whose mom got him there. She was in the stands and he did go around and pat every offensive lineman on the helmet. So, but then, then the neck injury, if I'm correct, happened the very next week. So if you already had that idea, that notion of Kelly Washington in your head, it wasn't going to go away in the next 13 or 14 days. Okay. Yeah, I was just curious why physically he wasn't able to become a superstar in the NFL. Because, I mean, there were ESPN articles on the time that this guy is like the most, like the most newly constructed receiver ever, that there's nobody like him. And he just had a... I mean, lasted in the NFL, but didn't do anything standout. So. Well, I, you know who he reminds me of physically, actually, is Rue McCoy. So uh, as, as far as the fluidity, yet with the power. So you get to that level. I think Kelly thought a little bit too much about himself. I, there was a story that he showed up after signing his contract when he talked Dante Stallworth into going to the NFL and he did that so Kelly could come back and catch more balls. And there was a story that afterwards when, when he signed with an agent that he rolled up with a big Yukon that was all decked out with spinners and sat in front of the team while they were coming off the practice field for spring camp and said, who's the stuff now? And yeah, I mean, there were, there were things like that, but not to the point that in my opinion, he's so, so hated men and as far as the nfl i think he went in with a big head is what i was getting around to i think he went in with a big head played a lot of special teams i don't think he dug that at all and yeah i think you got to come up and say part of that's espn's fault though too you know when they had espn the magazine they did a big photo shoot of him and they nicknamed him the future so there was a lot of bad bad overhype about him yeah i knew national i remember national media driving the washington hype train like insanely well he was on front of espn the magazine which was that was almost sports illustrated it wasn't quite magazines were on their way out you know, it used to be if you were on the front of sports illustrated you were the talk of the nation for that week yeah but uh now i l- let me answer it like this if tennessee could have a Kelly Washington come in right now, which is odd because he's kind of like an NIL player because he was older, not an NIL player, a transfer player because he's older and coming in. If they could take him right now, I believe Josh Heupel would take him in a heartbeat. Do you agree or disagree with that based off what you heard? Well, I agree he would take him. I'm not so – I do think he would be one to give Washington his comeuppance because Josh Heupel has options at receiver. I will say one – I think Fulmer may have given Heupel a, a lot of leeway because, let's be honest, that 2002 team, nobody else was really a go-to receiver on that team outside of Washington. The receiving core behind him was horrible. And yeah, it's because he talked Dante into going to the NFL. Exactly. And that's why I always defended Casey Clawson, by the way, because you're right, We people – had a problem that they felt like he never lived up to 2001 Casey never really had a receiving core to throw to in 2002 and 2003. He not, I mean, his best receiver was what Chris Hannon. 
James Banks a converted quarterback? It's funny you bring up Chris Hannon. I had a scout tell me one time that Chris Hannon of that group was the most talented receiver by far. That group. If you want to talk about just projecting talent, uh, so that's why that doesn't always work and didn't work with uh, Kelly Washington. It is time for four downs. Take a look at some Tennessee prospects who are getting it done in the combine. Four downs brought to you by Campbell Cunningham, Taylor, and Han, and also our friends at Craft Treats. Four downs. Four questions. Four answers. The Dave Hooker Show. Four. Four. Four downs. A presentation of offthehooksports.com. Right, so four downs, we're going to focus on the balls. <coughs> pardon me, headed to the NFL. And it's brought to you by Craft Treats. Go to crafttreats.com to get the CBD infused. Uh, treats for your pet that'll help with arthritis, digestive issues, or also anxiety. Crafttreats.com. Use the promo code off the hook. Promo code off the hook. Get 20% off other great treats you can get discounted that are holistic, fantastic for your pet. So four downs. First down, Darnell Wright. Pick a word to describe him, where he'll go in the NFL draft, how he's viewed right now. Pick a word to describe Darnell Wright. I'll go with appropriate slash at long last. And that's like five words. But I thought he would be respected when he got into the combine process. I'm not surprised at all. There's talk about him being a top 20 pick. Great guy as well as far as character. So I will go with appropriate. I think all the talk of him is very appropriate at this point. Caleb? Yep, I, I, I'll, I'll simplify it a little more. I'm just going to say star. Star. I see an NFL star in Darnell Wright. I mean, anybody that drafts him is going to plug him in at right tackle and he'll be ready to go immediately. Um, I agree. Um, I mean, and for, and this is all – I don't know if we know what Will Anderson said about him yesterday, but he basically said Darnell Wright is the best offensive lineman he faced when playing college football. And that's yeah. not surprising because Darnell Wright shut him down. Yeah, totally shutting down Will Anderson, the fantastic edge rusher out of Alabama that was on my Heisman ballot two years ago. So, yes, completely shut them down. If you watch that game and didn't even pay attention to where the ball went, if you just watch the fronts of that Tennessee-Alabama game, that's why I think I'm, I'm maybe more bullish on Tennessee for this season than you are. And Tennessee won the line of scrimmage, and it wasn't just Darnell Wright, but they won the – line of scrimmage um, now how about jeremy banks pick one word second down i'm going to say cautious i would be very very cautious if i'm an nfl team to take him higher than round three i'm going to say something way more harsh i'm going cancer and yeah. There was, and for those who don't know, he did an interview yesterday. Asked about the South Carolina game, dodged every question. Just kept saying it, it took. A, it was a competitive environment. It was a competitive environment. I should have been out. I wish I could. I should have been out. Basically, doesn't feel like if you listen to him, what's clear is he doesn't feel like he should have been suspended for that game. And the fact that he still can't see, I'm not sure he did. I'm not sure he thinks he did anything wrong. If, leading up to that South Carolina game. Well, he, you know, he missed a day of practice. Early in the week, it was an unexcused absence of that South Carolina week. And he also had the confrontation altercation with Hendon Hooker that Joe Milton stepped in for. I don't know what more you have to do to be suspended. Skirmishes happen all the time, but I can't I can't recall the last time a guy's missed practice. And used to be we would cover practice and we would do roll call, so to speak. And, you know, to miss practice, have an unexcused absence from some team function and expect to play after you get an altercation with the most important player on the team. If you think you didn't do anything wrong, then I'll change my word to just dumb. <laughs> I mean, that's just dumb. <laughs> exactly. I mean, and, and, and really it's dumb not to own it in front of NFL scouts. Own it. Say, you know, I, I messed up. That's what they want to hear. Uh, Jalen Hyatt. Jalen Hyatt, one word, third down. Gosh, guys, message board, don't get too mad at me. I'm saying overrated. Dave, you stole my word. Ah, <laughs> I, I thought I would. I tried to go in a different direction. Just no, look, we. What you said about Jeremy Banks, I'll say about Jalen Hyatt. 
cautious. And I'll say it for two reasons. One, we know the slot position is just a total product of Josh Heupel. Again, Velas Jones had 800 yards the year before, and that was with Cedric Tillman getting over 1,000 yards. So last year, Jalen Hyatt was able to set the record because Cedric Tillman was out. And as you know, Dave, Romel Keaton is a solid receiver, but he's not like a game changer like Cedric Tillman was. So they had to rely a little more on the slot. I think Jalen Hyatt, one, is more of a product of the system, and two – you really have to question when a guy admits he wasn't locked in for a year and just took the year off. That I, I, I don't. That's an intangible thing that can. I, I play that the other way. Like he, because of Tennessee's changes, he had no reason to trust Josh Heupel. <clears throat> I actually think that would help him if I was a GM. But I, I do see your point. The other thing too is look at the some of the best receivers in the NFL are undersized and they're they're good at. Uh, running routes and finding little holes in the middle of zones. Well, he's not. I mean, he's basically running the out route, uh, the go, the little wheel route. Travis says if he's not wide open, he struggles catching the ball, but he is fast enough to get wide open. He is true. You know, Travis, tell me if I'm crazy here and John, you too. I'll pick another word. Alvin. I think he's Alvin Harper. We talked about this after the show yesterday. I think he's a stretch the field type of guy, but he is not the type of guy who is going to run every route perfectly on the tree. And I don't think he's going to be able to uh, find holes in, in zones as well as some other guys. So yeah, I mean, I think he's Alvin Harper stretch the field and the other guys, your main go-to. All right. Fourth down. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, and since you're a fan, you know this, there's no offense that was as simple. There's no offense in the NFL right now that was as simple as that Cowboys offense. Nor Turner got a job for just running an I formation, and it was run or throw. Gorgeous. It was gorgeous. <laughs> it was so beautiful. It was the simplest offense. I know. I, I went back, and I made my son watch the 1992 NFC Championship game with the Niners about a, about a month ago. And it was so – it was simple – it, I don't even think they had nine routes on the passing tree. I think they had like four. I think it was the go, the slant, the stop. That's about it. I don't know that they ran anything else. And North Turner got a head coaching job out of that. <laughs> uh, Travis says same player, so I appreciate that. Uh, John says, well, we know you're crazy already. No need to be your wife on here, too. Yes, I know. I'm a little bit crazy. But like I said, I'm hopped up on cold medicine, which I think is just allergies. I think I'm fine. But uh, definitely, I don't know. Maybe that's my new pre-workout drink, the uh, the Alka-Seltzer daytime cold medicine, because I'm, I'm ready to go. Um, and the last one, fourth down, Hendon Hooker. I'm going to steal yours again. Underrated. I was the guy who last year said Hendon Hooker is absolutely overrated. He's throwing the guys that are wide open. Then the deep ball really, really developed. I think he's an incredibly hard worker. I think he'll perfect his craft. I think it fits in the NFL. So if you're willing to work with him and develop him, I will say underrated. What's your word for Hendon Hooker? Since I don't want to steal your word, so I'm going to go intangibles. And I guess the way Hooker has every intangible you could ever ask for. And for those who want to check this out, amidst all the disrespect Hooker's been getting recently, Joel Klatt had him at number five below Anthony Richardson. Everybody that has Anthony Richardson ahead of him, by the way, which is every draft expert right now, it, that's just embarrassing to me that they have Anthony Richardson ahead of Hendon Hooker and an ultimate travesty. I think go go watch yesterday. Go watch Pat McAfee interviewed NFL scout Daniel Jeremiah. Well, first watch Pat McAfee trash Brett Favre. It's beautiful. But then watch him interview NFL scout Daniel Jeremiah. And they both were talking about how really ridiculous it is that Hooker's not getting more love. And I know that's hilarious to say in, the, in that in that order that that word. But like Hendon Hooker, they they were really lamenting the, lamenting the fact that he's getting overlooked right now. And they say they think it's because of his injury. I don't think so. I think that a lot of people just don't believe that uh, Josh Heupel – I think people know that Josh Heupel's offense is easy to run and they don't trust quarterbacks coming out of it. Yeah, there's going to be some of that. But the offenses now are easier to run in the NFL, don't you think? Absolutely. They're going for college offenses. They're, I mean, I think Sean McVay has proven that, like, 
mediocre to below average quarterbacks can look like stars in his offense. So it's never been more true what Philip Fulmer said. It's the Jimmys and Joes, not the X's and O's. And at the bottom line, that's true. And I think you're seeing some of that with Mark Jackson, who can make things happen with his legs that you just can't defend. I'm not comparing the two. Now, Travis compared Hendon Hooker to Josh Dobbs. I think, and I believe you do as well, that Hendon Hooker is far more talented um, from the ground up than Josh Dobbs. Would you agree with that? I fully agree. I think they're very similar in intangibles and mobility and intelligence. Um, All those are similar. Josh Dobbs is probably smarter, but that's because he's the smartest player in the NFL. But um, yeah, yeah, I I think that hookers got, I think the difference is the arm. Josh Dobbs doesn't have that big of an arm. And I think hooker, we're not going to say he has a cannon for an arm, but he's got a deep ball. He's got a beautiful deep ball. He does. He does. Tomorrow in the program, Fred Friday, Fred White will join us. We'll talk about what it's like to go through the combine in your skivvies. Never understood that before. I wonder if we'll have some sort of combine scandal, like when they ask the sexuality of players or who they dated or all those things. I mean, good gracious. Here's what 80% of your judgment of a player needs to be. Watch tape of college. That's 80%. And the other 20% is the medical. Make sure they don't have some mysterious thing going on in their left knee. It's really not that difficult. Wait, you're saying Jamarcus Russell's ability to throw it 80 yards on his knees was irrelevant? That's exactly what (laughs) I'm saying. We'll talk to you with Fred White tomorrow. Love it. Love the interaction. Travis says that star on the Cowboys helmet is a rating, by the way, because the Cowboys are a one star. I think you're right, unfortunately. As a Cowboys fan, it hurts. By the way, there's talk that Hendon Hooker could go to the Cowboys. I'm rooting against that as a Hendon Hooker fan. Not a Cowboys fan. I would like to see it as a Cowboys fan, but I don't want to see Hendon Hooker have to go through that. Uh, He's Caleb Calhoun. I'm Dave Dave Hooker. I have a fantastic day, everyone. Off the Hook Sports coming up on the YouTube channel. If you haven't downloaded the app, too, you can get it there. It'll be Cooper Mays and the one, the only... Jacob Warren, who told me I'm the only person that calls him Jacob, that it's always J-War or Jake or J. So I'm trying to get hip with it. So J-War will join us on the YouTube channel. He's Caleb Calhoun. I'm Dave Hooker, a presentation of Off the Hook Sports. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.